I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Today we have Beck from The Everyday Organizer. If you're wanting to clean up your house, declutter your life, get some cash or perhaps a fresh new start, this episode's for you. You're listening to My Millennial Money. Welcome back. Thank you so much. I've listened to you guys for quite a while now and oh. I am so stoked to be here. Yeah, it's often funny, like listeners will write in on a different topic and then I saw Beck's business name in the email and then I wrote back, I'm like, oh, hey, do you want to do an episode? So, welcome cool. back. Of course, I jumped right into that welcome. offer. Yeah. <laughs> and John? Long time listener, first time right. user. <laughs> Caller. <laughs> Caller. Yes. And of course, we've got Laura from La La Social Club. Hey, Laura. Hello. So, Hello, Laura. <laughs> some of you, if you're a newish listener, you might not have heard Laura much before. Laura is a good friend of the show. She does all our social media marketing, mm. except the stories. Except the stories. That's Glenn. That's my domain. That is Glenn's domain. And the, sor- <laughs> the stories suck. All right. The quality's increased, I've noticed, <laughs> over, the, over the year. Really? I think the stories of just your face. I really like them. Yeah. So, <laughs> Laura runs a social media business, La La Social Club. She does consulting uh, for different businesses all around Australia. So, when we do a podcast episode, she's always invited and we try and get her on. So, she's here today. Mm. She um, rarely accepts our invitation. Rarely accepts. Yeah. But she's yeah, they a, get lost in the mail. Yes. I don't know why that keeps happening. <laughs> she's, she's a busy gal. But, all right, we're going to get right into it. But Let's before do it. we do some big big news oh i got word and you've actually told me this news no no you told me <laughs> Did I? that you booked in for the ent to get your nose fixed <laughs> i can hear someone else breathing it's not me i don't know, I don't know. Oh, uh, I don't know. Who, someone new me? in the room <laughs> so, I'm holding the microphone, yeah. so i'm not you know okay I don't know. so we're going to do this episode a little bit different okay i'm sick of talking so I'm going to hand it over to Laura and John. But yes. my type Let's do it of, our way, Laura. Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. my type of vibe. So I'm talking about if you do want to get your money under control, if you do want to have a bit of a fresh start with your life, more often than not, one of the first things that you should do is rock up to your kitchen, rock up to your main living areas or your bedroom and just clean it up. Live in a fresh environment, live in mm-hmm. a decluttered physical environment. It will help you. And am I doing the podcast for you, Beck? But keep going. This is the type of vibe. Have a clear. I thought we were actually running this, but it's (laughs) still. Anyway, over to you, John. Can I ask you, Beck? How has our relationship with stuff changed uh, over the years from previous generations, parents, grandparents, etc.? And how has that affected our bank balance? That's a really good question and I think it's important to assess where millennials are right now with their stuff by reflecting on sort of how we've ended up here. So in terms of our grandparents, they went through war, depression and they didn't have a lot of stuff so they held on to it and there were cheap furniture stores around and in some degrees fast fashion but nothing like we see today. Um, but there was that culture of repair fix, mend, that we are having a throwback to now Mm. um, just with zero waste and things like that coming in. But then when we move into our parents' generation, you saw a lot of convenience come in and that was through electrical goods in the home, fast food, frozen meals, things like that. And now with millennials, you have all of that combined with advertising wrapped around that. So Mm. really smart advertising on our phones every day. Yeah. So in terms of how we're sold stuff is just through absolutely every avenue of our life and we're sort of becoming a lot smarter around that. But when we look around our homes and are overwhelmed with the amount of stuff that we have, yeah. there's a lot of trends out there at the moment um, that aren't going to stop anytime soon, but we're also seeing that throwback to our grandparents 
era yeah. of buying secondhand. So you see that like through Gumtree and yeah, Facebook which Marketplace. Is cool. Yeah, mm. yeah. Is there any relevance in this conversation that nothing lasts anymore? So I think that if you want to buy something that you want to last for a long time, yes, you need to shop around yeah. and buy quality, but it's also about looking after the stuff that you have. Mm. So if you have a leather couch, then you need to condition that every year yeah. and all those sort of day-to-day activities in terms of keeping stuff clean and look after it and respect that item. But there's definitely a, a movement or trend at the moment in terms of buying cheap things just to last for a season and mm. you can see that really evident in some homeware store that like, oh, the trend is burnt orange or it's blush. Yeah. And so we're no longer keeping things and buying sort of more classic homewares that will last forever or fashion. It's mm. very much cyclical at the moment. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. And actually the other day I went into David Jones and – I just got married. And so we were buying a bunch of like homewares and things. And she was like, you do not want to buy that. That's not going to last. You don't want to buy those pots and pans. They're crap. And it was like all this stuff that's priced at this medium price range anyway. Yeah. And you kind of get a bit lost of like, oh, is this actually good or is it not? Exactly. Or if it's just marked up for the brand name. Totally. Um, But there is that like step down like into our generation of going back to our parents and grandparents and saying what brands do they use or what items do they have and going, okay, that's a quality brand and finding it, sussing out those brands and sticking with them. Yeah. Because they do tend to last a little bit longer absolutely absolutely and so Beck, why do you think now we've been inundated with the topics of decluttering minimalism organizing swedish death cleaning and zero waste and all of that why do you think now is the time for us to start to think about that aside yeah. from marie kondo which obviously yeah. <laughs> she was a big big deal yeah so marie kondo for those Playing at home that don't know, she has a uh, show on Netflix and it's all about decluttering. So getting rid of items in your home that you no longer love or use. And that's um, she does that by category. So you get all your books together and say which ones I'm keeping, which ones are going. But there's a lot of other sort of buzzwords almost going around at the moment, like Swedish death cleaning, which so is… what is that, Beck? Does what it says on the tin out of Sweden and it's in regards to uh, prepping your home. So by the time you die, you basically have nothing left. Wow. Um, so it's getting rid of stuff over the years. It's not for everybody. When, when do you start doing that? <laughs> Sooner or yeah, later. We, as Based on like, do we do living, we start living to a ripe old age is the, you know, ultimate mm. goal, but not everyone gets there. But being that's you know, being respectful to the next generation and we see right. that obviously with our grandparents at the moment if um, you're doing like me when I deal with deceased estates you're dealing with stuff that's quite old but there's mountains of it just because they're not used to getting rid of stuff they hold on to it yeah but I think our parents generation are the ones that are going oh, I don't want my kids to have to do that it was funny I drove past uh, coincidentally mm. today we've got tenants moving out of a house um, mm. nearby from us. Yeah. And there was so much stuff on the curb. It was like, how do they fit all this stuff in the house? And the positives of, of moving out of a rental into another one is they get to, you have to cull get every rid time. of all their stuff, don't they? <laughs> exactly. Mm. Once you start opening those covered doors, it all comes out. Yeah. But in terms of zero waste and minimalism and Marie Kondo, they're all really positive movements um and it's very much like financial management in terms of like oh will I invest in property or shares or how am I going to budget it's finding what works for you so it's not a hard and fast rule of finding uh, or following one particular trend or um, topic let's say zero waste and just doing that only it's picking and choosing and finding what works for you and it's not um, a negative movement in any way any of them um it's the next step forward so for you you might want to say hey i'm going to start recycling everyone's like go you that's awesome but they're not going to question oh, why aren't you recycling your soft plastics or something like that mm-hmm. and the same is with organizing decluttering it's about moving in the right direction and finding what works for you mm. so what would you say are the key benefits of having an organized home and and how can this save our uh, our bottom line absolutely so if you know what's in your home you are less likely to go out and buy an item either 
which is exactly the same or something to fulfill that need in a similar way. So really basic 101 is wardrobe, knowing how many singlet tops or pairs of jeans that you have, you're less likely to walk by that store, see that sale and go, oh, I'll just get that because it's on sale. And you're like, no, Beck, you've got five pairs already, you're fine. And also knowing, you know, what's hidden in the garage, what activities you can do, how many Tupperware's containers you have in your home rather than having them all spread out they're all in one particular drawer or shelf and so you can clearly see what you've got so in terms of bottom line you're not going out and spending items on stuff that you really don't need yeah because because i've found we moved from a bigger house to a smaller house um, over 12 months ago uh, and we're going to renovate and do all that stuff but we had to really um change our our way of living because we had to throw out a heap of stuff that we just couldn't fit exactly and humans do that thing if you give them the space or time they will fill it fill it and we sometimes feel a bit um we feel like the energy goes into empty spaces and it gets lost so if there's an empty bookshelf we feel a bit uncomfortable with it but instead of filling up the whole shelf just put a beautiful pot in one corner or in the center (laughs) and just deal with it or empty out the whole bookcase and get rid of it and just go more minimalism Mm. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. And if someone's looking around their home wondering where to even start with the mess and wants to be more organised or to get rid of some stuff, where do you think they should start? Don't go to Kmart and buy a whole bunch of containers. Don't start there. <laughs> it's tempting and you okay. look at the beautiful ads and you're like, oh, that's my cupboard or go into Pinterest. It's like put the phone down. What you need to do first is declutter. So that's always step one and organising is phase two. And organising will lead to minimalism and zero waste and all of that, but your first step is to declutter. So in layman's terms, is doing a massive chuck of the stuff in your home. So once you have got rid of the stuff that you no longer use or love and you can donate that or sell it or recycle it, whatever makes sense for that particular item, then you can really assess the space and you might actually just zhuzh and reorganise the space once you've got rid of all the crap that you no longer need. But yeah, decluttering is the first step in terms of if you're looking at your home and just wanting to throw the whole thing in the bin. <laughs> yeah, cool. So good. Um, and so you think, have you ever thrown anything out that you're like, I wish I hadn't have thrown that out? Uh, not really because the benefit of getting having that extra space usually outweighs it, but I have heard of... Yeah, that occurring and Mm. people do regret it, but it's really, really rare. And when you're decluttering, you're not flying through it and just going willy-nilly with it all. You're actually making a really active decision. Is this item staying or going? Yeah. 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 And so decluttering is just basically asking one question. Is it staying or is it going? Um, And being in the moment with that. So you do get decision fatigue, but – yeah. It's worth it in the end. I've never heard someone say they regret decluttering. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. cool. It's a good feeling, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. So we're all about habits and behaviours on this podcast. We all behave very nicely, don't we, Glenn? Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sitting here while they're recording this, is, this. And this is actually amazing. Have you heard Glenn have this much silence yeah, on I'm, the podcast? I'm actually – and I feel a little bit lost because I'm like <laughs> – I, I was about to jump in and ask a question. <laughs> well no, – We've got this covered. No, 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 don't worry about it. Just text it yeah. and we'll All right. yeah, text it to the show, so, My Millennial Money on Instagram. All right. <laughs> we'll get back to you, Glenn. Okay, bye. So, <laughs> so habits and behaviours. So yep. my wife says I, I don't need another bike to ride. You can only ride one bike at a time. Yep. Right? People have got certain, um, I suppose, uh, addictions, call it what you want, for buying clothes, yep. buying things, buying cushions, whatever it is, yeah. right? How? What are your tips for changing or altering that, uh, that habit or behaviour? Right. So if you're looking to change a behaviour, it probably means that you're uncomfortable with your current behaviour. No, I'm not. My oh, wife told geez. me I was, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you still want to make yeah. her happy, so you're willing to change. Um, so change is never an overnight thing. But in terms of buying stuff, my number one tip is to stop looking. So stop looking at emails and newsletters and wandering around the stores as your cardio. Yeah, unsubscribe. Um, yeah, exactly. And that might mean for some people less time on social media. It might mean less time on certain threads on Reddit. Whatever it is for you, stop looking and really appreciate what you do have mm. as well. And in terms of buying stuff it really feeds into that whole cycle of like ending up in you know a cluttered household 
de- you can declutter, but in six months you can still reaccumulate all of that stuff. So yeah. it's assessing how you purchase stuff, but also yeah, looking at how that leaves your home. And as humans, we do accumulate stuff over yeah. years and different phases. So it's not going to stop anytime soon. So when you're trying to set up new habits. It's like be easy on yourself and you can have like delayed gratification. So that might be, okay, I know when I go to the stores, I always buy something or I'm like sucked in. Yeah. It might be, okay, I'm gonna, I've got to walk around for 30 minutes before I buy it. And then you might up that to a week and yeah, then three okay. weeks and things like that. And then you might find after time, it's like, oh, I don't actually, you know, buy stuff that regularly. It's only yeah. when I see it and I'm yeah. like, oh, I want that. So, and that's me personally. It's like, as soon as I start wandering the stores, I'm like, oh, yeah, new cool. season fashion. And yeah. so I just don't look anymore. And Does that mean you're m- more boring or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just have more time to spend with friends. And so yeah. my big thing is, you know, you've got one life and, you know, yeah. that's dictated by time. And, you know, shopping only became a pastime in the 1980s. Before that, it was, you know, we didn't have, you know, the big department stores yeah, and things true. like that. Or more like the Westfields, the massive shopping malls and centres. So people have turned shopping into an activity. Yeah, for sure. And so it's just taking it back to, okay, do I need an item in my home rather than, yeah. And and would you say that that behaviour is uh, sometimes stress-related as well? I'm I'm stressed so I'll go out and buy another cushion, for example. Oh, absolutely. Every time you buy something, you feel better. Like, and it's, you know... Typical millennials with instant gratification, right? So, um, yeah. Well, you can be doing it at all hours. That's the other thing. With Instagram shopping, right? Glenn's wanting to butt in. Or after a few vinos. I'm not letting you. (laughs) No, I've got a banger. I've got a banger. (laughs) Okay, here's one for you. Hit me. Hey, guys, it's Glenn here. You can buy fun, but you can't buy happiness. You literally just dropped the mic, didn't you? Mm. John Laws here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. And like when you buy something, that emotion only lasts so long. And so often we buy stuff with that mm. instant gratification feeling. And then in two weeks, we're like, yeah. I wish I didn't buy that. And yeah. that regret. It's already old. Well, yeah. And also, before Glenn did his mic drop moment, I was going <laughs> to say, you can be shopping online at nine o'clock. When you're jumping into bed, you're scrolling Instagram, you see ads all the time. You're getting advertised to all the time. So you can buy, it's so easy. It's a couple of clicks, you know, PayPal. One click usually, yeah. And it's like, oh, cool, I paid for that. It's coming to my house. It already knows my address. So it's (laughs) it's so easy to buy. Laura, you're married now. You shouldn't be taking a phone to bed. I should. All right. Yeah. I will jump on and say there could be children listening. <laughs> there could be. New segment, marriage advice. <laughs> yes. yeah. But it's maybe a thing, you know, a similar thing to the, I love the delayed gratification thing, but maybe if you're shopping on Instagram, an option could be to save it. You know, you can save it to a collection. And so think maybe yeah. if, if in a couple of days' time I'm still thinking about that thing and it's in my collection, then maybe I'll exactly. go buy it. So it's having those rather than, oh, I clicked two times and now all of a sudden it's here and like yeah setting me- up little systems that work for you and trial trial them out like and see which ones work for you and go okay that didn't work so I need to stop scrolling on Instagram yeah. or I need to stop looking at stores and it's yeah with the same thing with your money management like with budgeting and things like that it's like going one month and we say we're going to do xyz and then if it doesn't work or you need to tweak it then you're constantly moving forward regardless Hmm. and even having maybe some accountability partners who help you to like if you love buying clothes or if you love buying homewares which i'm in a homewares phase at the moment having someone who's like no 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 actually you don't need that and you could probably find it secondhand on facebook marketplace so go do that exactly and on homeware specifically it's there's so much time and planning that goes into that and it is very much the layered look so to speak and it is something to have fun with over time rather than just going instant you know bathroom bedroom whatever it is that you're styling enjoy and take the time to style it and process that yeah so Mm. good and so on that if you have bought something and you're like i actually don't need this and we've actually had someone call in, his name is Glenn, um, about, I think, buyer's regret. <laughs> to do with, was Every it a car? second day. Yeah. There was, w- the biggest one was the car. Was that the yeah. buyer's regret? Yeah. The, the Outback, the Subaru Outback. Outback. I bought a brand new Subaru Outback <laughs> and didn't need it, so I didn't sold it. did you buy a dog as well? 
I told you we're never talking about that. <laughs> no, no, we're never talking about that. Twenty-four hour bites no, are crap. No, shut up. There was issues <laughs> with you or the dog. I think you've got to tell the story now, otherwise no, it's just going to sound dubious. The, the buyers regret when buying a dog or a car. For instance, just as an example, um, what would you recommend? <laughs> Don't know about the dog. <laughs> Look, there was some mental health issues at the time, which I've since resolved. (laughs) Dig up. (laughs) So, in terms of buyer's regret, so usually we buy things, as I mentioned before, to create a certain feeling and that's usually because we want that instant feeling within ourselves. And that is sometimes all that that product or sometimes service fulfills is that feeling once you've bought it and then a week or two later you're like, Actually, I don't want it. I just wanted that feeling at the time. So, I don't know about a car, but other items, perhaps of a smaller value, I would look at returning them if you can. Um, So, always keep your receipts. Even if you're buying something and you're like, I'm never going to return it, just get in the habit of keeping your receipts um, and storing them somewhere that you know. But if you can return it, return it. If not, sell it because – all it's going to do is collect dust, essentially, um, and devalue over time. So, if you've bought something that's in fashion or on trend, now's the time to sell it because it's hot, everyone wants it. Um, or a car usually devalues day by day, depending on rego and things like that. But, yeah, that would be my advice is to get rid of it um, and just realise what that habit was, what led you to buy or make that decision that you later regretted and assess that behaviour and then going back to that thing of creating little systems that work for you and saying, okay, I'm not allowed to spend maybe it's a certain amount in one transaction without consulting certain people or sitting on it for a while. But, Mm. yeah, finding what works for you. I love it. Mm. Okay. So we've all got hobbies in our life. Yep. Um, Glenn's is driving cars and buying cars. I want to take up tennis. Actually, tennis. I thought yeah. yours was buying homewares. No, homeware. No, I'd like That's to, an exercise. I'd like to. Yeah. I'd like to take <laughs> okay. up tennis. Are tennis. you good at tennis? No, nah, not really. Okay, nah. I need a tennis coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not a tennis coach. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I'll keep looking around. <laughs> yeah, you look like one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I love riding bikes, so I just yeah. buy bikes. So beautiful. How do we uh, minimise that to so it doesn't affect our bank balance? Yeah, so hobbies can sometimes to some people seem like a really old word and we sometimes think of an old man tinkering in his shed every afternoon. Yeah. So some people might call it interest and I think a lot of people today is just what they do. Um, so, But for this segment, let's just say the word hobbies. Um, so for some people, hobbies can come in the form of they just like to try new stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas other people, they find a passion and they stick with it for a couple of years, maybe for the rest of their life. So in terms of I think it's really good to identify what sort of person you are in regards to that mm. and then you can sort of decide, okay, how much money do I want to spend on this? Yeah. If you're so, Sorry, I, I just want to preframe that it's it's not a side hustle. It's not generating me too much yeah. income either. So yeah, it's, it's yeah actual no, it's a really, really good point. It's yep. just for fun mm. um, and no other, yeah, outcomes attached yeah. to it. So um, in terms of if you're the person that you have had lots of hobbies and your garage is full of stuff and you're wondering how you ended up here, you might be the person that just likes to try new things. Yeah. For anyone starting out in a new hobby, I'd recommend that you see if there's a way that you can test run it or hire equipment or give it a, you know, a trial run to see if you actually like it and yeah. try it out for like two or three months before you b- go buy the whole kit and yeah. rack. So, so, so you wouldn't just go and get a tennis coach before you got a racket. I do have a racket. Well, you, you might go a to a local. And I've got a single one of those spalding <laughs> tennis balls. But you might find that you go to a local tennis court where they already have all the setup and gear yep. for you because you might exactly. go to there and they're like, oh, that racket's too old. Like the strings are, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, lo- local club where you rock up all daggy and just, oh, and I haven't got a racket. Shoes. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, volleys. Right. And just give it a go and then try it out. And, you know, if it's something to that you want to develop and you're like, okay, I need to commit to it once a week or whatever it is. And you try that out for a couple of months and maybe over summer or whatever the ideal time is to I'm play gonna tennis. I'm going to buy one of those. I'm going to buy an outfit like Serena Williams. <laughs> That's what you're saying? When can I buy that? I would say when you're 
fully committed to it. When you're a professional. <laughs> okay, cool. I yeah. liked that tutu one, that Nike one. I loved that. Oh, there's um, some gorgeous ones, yes. The, it's so funny. A friend of mine, he always has hobbies and he but like when he gets a hobby he buys the top of the line stuff so he started mountain climbing mountain climbing rock climbing yeah <laughs> not mountain climbing same rock climbing same, same. and bought the shoes all the stuff I didn't even know what gear you need for rock climbing bought all the good stuff and then in two months he's like oh, I'm done he wow. also likes bird watching and so he I don't know what you need for that maybe just binoculars, binoculars. <laughs> um, sometimes a shotgun birds. No. he's just into stuff and so his wife is like you need to stop buying all the good stuff because you get over it yeah. so so quickly and yeah. so if there is like you know so as for someone saying, like that I think it's like I think that person would have to have some self-awareness but some like the wife could encourage him and say hey have you noticed that perhaps you just like to try new stuff so why don't we like you know hold back on like buying new kit every time you try something new yes and just go with a group or a Facebook community or whatever it is so you don't have to make that financial outlay and then if after a couple of months you're like no this is my thing I'm going for it it's like fine then buy the nice things yeah 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 Cool. Yeah. So, and and one other thing relating to money, and, and Glenn's always talking about a, um, a blow account or an amount. If uh, once they've spent that, then that's done anyway, isn't it? So, yeah. they, if they choose to spend it on new tennis rackets, then great. What up, guys? Um, yeah. <laughs> I heard you talking about me, so I thought yeah. I'd just chime in. <laughs> I um I did an express podcast on people with expensive hobbies, and yes. it was. We've got a lot of listeners who do horsey things. Yep. Like, right. Yeah. Um, Riding. Horsey things. <laughs> yeah. Like Equestrian. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, Pretty in terms of your cash flow and budget, if it is an ongoing hobby, you just need to make sure it's factored in. Yeah. And that it's not ad hoc so you can track it. Yeah. Yeah. So, future planning and going this month, I'm going to spend it on this and then just, you know, and letting mm. everyone who's needs to see be involved in that budget as well, whether it's your partner or whatnot. Um, yeah, planning that out because it's so we're so we can so easily validate a purchase for ourselves sometimes and yeah. we can talk ourselves into really confirmation quick. bias. Like, oh, I can't do it. I won't get better if I don't have that one item. But totally. It's just a never ending list when it comes yeah. to hobbies. So there will always, always be something more that you can buy. For sure. So there's a strong marketing movement at the moment surrounding nostalgia, which targets millennials. So like the movie remakes, Lion King, that was glorious. Um, Toys from our childhood. What are your thoughts around this when it comes to keeping your minimal lifestyle? Yeah, so it is a really popular trend at the moment and it's a lot of it is targeted directly at millennials and I don't think it's going away anytime soon. But it's to be aware of that memories from your past can elicit a really strong response and especially with toys and things like that, it can be a really strong response. But in terms of like you might go see The Lion King and enjoy it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go out and buy all the toys or, yeah, gadgets or whatever that comes with it. So I would say like enjoy it for what it is and it can, you can enjoy it and appreciate it but still leave it on the shelf. So you don't need to go home and rebuild your collection from when you were a child and appreciating that it is a marketing tactic. So yeah, enjoy it how you want to enjoy it but it doesn't mean that you have to repurchase that product to enjoy that experience again. You can just say thank you and enjoy it and leave it in your childhood. Keep mm. it as a memory. Yeah, <laughs> cool. I love it. Okay. So, Beck, in summary, what are the key takeaways from what we've spoken about today? So, I think it's if you're struggling with the amount of stuff in your home or buying or decluttering, it's looking at what sort of, what are you doing in your home at the moment? How is stuff entering and how is it exiting? Or perhaps it's not exiting at this point. But looking at that system and seeing what works for you and what doesn't. So, yeah, just... Figuring out a system that works for you, if you are overwhelmed by the amount of stuff in your home, decluttering is a really good place to start with that. So chucking out or recycling or donating the stuff that you no longer love or use, that will free up the space, you'll feel more free, lighter, more energy. And when you're getting rid of stuff, you can sell it so you can get money from that. But yeah, really assessing about how you're spending your money and how stuff is coming into your home. Do you really need that? So, yeah, if there was one takeaway, I would say start with decluttering. Mm. 
and then yeah, follow on from that is analyze how did you end up there essentially. Yeah, and cool. Because for us, downsizing was a great option to declutter because yeah, we forced yeah, that. Now, totally. we don't want to obviously sell a house to declutter, but it, it served a great purpose uh, exactly. from that point of view. And it's something that you'll take with you moving forward as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not like you declutter once and then you just keep going around in this terrible cycle. You do move forward, you learn new skills and you do grow as a human being. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It's always, yeah, you're always moving forward with it. Yeah, because I would, I would look at it and say, well, maybe treat it like a business and say we could do a stock take once a year and, yeah. and have a look at our own items and see, well, do we really need them? How often have we used them in the last 12 months? But there's a bit of an emotional thing to play when you've got your partner or someone else in the house where oh, I want to keep that I don't sort of thing. Like I um, pulled some weeds out the other day and they were actually watermelon plants. So um, I was in the dog <laughs> box for that. <laughs> I was decluttering the garden, the garden. but I didn't I know what I was doing. I think that's just called gardening, right? but right. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't re- work really well that's for great. Amy, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> you Marie condoed her watermelon, her watermelon tree, yeah. tree plants. Gone. Well, you're like, Amy, it just wasn't bringing me joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said, well, I actually didn't know. <laughs> no, that's awesome. And I think there's also other um, you don't just have to donate things to Vinnie's. Do some research on like other community-based things that you can donate to. There's plenty of people who would love your stuff. So before you chuck it up on Facebook, like do a bit of research and see what else is around. Um, we just moved recently and a friend of ours was working with a bunch of um, refugees and mm. it was awesome to be able to go, oh, actually I can give this stuff that is still awesome it's still usable but we don't want to we we're getting all new stuff for our new place so it was that's cool to not just dump it at Vinny's you know so there's other community-based ways that you can donate and upcycle in a way and it can be when you're decluttering it can be so easy just to throw it all in a skip bin but in the world that we're living in right now, we do need to be conscious about what we're doing with all the stuff that we're no yeah. longer using. Totally. And that's never going to end. We're always going to end up with stuff that we're not using. So it's thinking about ways that you can move that on to someone who's going to love it and use it. Totally. And you do get this like warm, fuzzy feeling of like helping out somebody else yeah. and giving it to people when it's still usable, not going, oh, I bought it, therefore I have to keep it. If you're not going to use it, give it to somebody else while it's still yeah. usable. Yep. Trash yep. and treasure sort of thing. So yeah. good. And skip bins are expensive too. Exactly. They can be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks for that, Beck. Not a worry. Very insightful. Was there anything that you guys had thoughts or comments on like in terms of a financial perspective? Uh, Glenn would have something, I'd imagine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Throw me under the bus, John. <laughs> nah, look. Uh, yeah. No, nah, go on. Well, I just want to say – my kind of vibe is like there's a lot of people out there who need to get out of debt. They've turned the page. They've like gone, I'm sick of living week to week. I'm sick of not having savings. I mean, the debt is attached to crap. Like your $2,500 credit card isn't because you just purchased one $2,500 oh, couch. If you want to see where your money went, look at your wardrobe. That yeah. top, that pair of shoes, <laughs> that's where your money is. Totally. So, in terms of financially, if you want to – I'm kind of more of the big deal. If you're going to clean up your crap financially, do it for two things. One, clear out debt or two, invest or three, if you've got a goal to put it towards. Don't just go on this cleaning up campaign, just oh, I'll try and make some money and then it just goes into you know your general everyday spending. So, make sure you've got a goal. It's like I want to declutter, I want to sell as much as I can and I'm going to put that money to use because it is a windfall sitting in your house. Exactly. Okay. So, that's number one. Number two, I generally say, and I'd actually appreciate your thoughts on this, Beck. I say to people, if you haven't used it in two years and it's not a family heirloom, it can probably get sold. I would even go shorter. I would go a year. Wow. And wow. I think most but I'm people, conservative. Most people <laughs> have a gut feeling about knowing when they're going to use something or yeah. not. And it's usually the impulse buyers that we just go, 
But you convince yourself that you're going to use it. But the worst, you know, okay, the worst Change thing the narrative is on that. You, you sell something or you throw it away because I haven't used it in two years and next week you need it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I hate that. But that's fine. You can probably repurchase that item. Yeah. People get scared that if they let it go, they'll never see it again and, you know, the world will end and it's not the case. So, so yeah, number one, uh, direct towards a goal. Number two, if you haven't used it in 12 months, two years, whatever yeah. that is in your world, yeah. uh, it needs to go. And the third thing. I would actually say start with your purchasing strong. Start strong. And you might say, oh, Glenn, what does that mean? Laura, ask me. Oh, Glenn, what does that mean? Glenn, what does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? What do you mean? So, I'm saying like if you do want to buy something, um, look at Gumtree in affluent areas, you know. Garage sales. Garage sales. Like don't just go to hardly normal or domain or whatever and buy the like you might have the money, that's cool, knock yourself out. But I'm talking about like if we're going to use stuff more and more, yeah. well, let's get smart about when we go in to the deal. So that's cool if you want a new dining room table mm. every two years. Well, we're not buying a brand new one every two years. If we want to use furniture as fashion in our house, let's try and be very strategic with what we're purchasing. My second point, I don't know what point I'm up to. I'm just having a rant yeah, here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the podcast that I wasn't going to be on. Uh, whatever. And now he's hijacking and taking yeah. over. Well, remember, you, it you're called, bringing it home. It's called, yeah, I'm bringing yeah. it home. It's called My Millennial Money, you know, My. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I want everyone to do one thing and Google Baptist World Aid Australia Ethical Fashion Guide, okay? And I'll put a link in the show notes. We've got to ditch fast fashion. Agreed. We've mm. got Love to... That. So, with decluttering, all the crap in your wardrobe, you probably can't sell some of it because it's H&M or whatever. I'm just making up a name. It's fast fashion. It's useless. But I'm a big fan lately, good quality jeans, good quality shoes, like the staples, good quality, and just get the, you know, the, I don't know, talk to me about fashion, Laura. Fashion. By yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's interesting. Those ethical thing uh, and like the ethical guides to fashion, they're really interesting because some of the brands that are expensive are really unethical. Yeah, okay. It's so surprising to me. So it is really good to look at that because, um, yeah, you can spend a lot of money and it can still not be good quality. The other thing is you can actually um, hire like for events you can hire stuff can hire designer clothing it's really mm. a good way to do yeah. it um, rather than spending two thousand dollars on a dress or something you can hire it for a couple hundred bucks and yeah. it's, so it's a cool like i'm just it. looking at this list um there's a big online brand called shopo yep yeah now they've got an f rating which is the worst there is an asterisk next to it so i would imagine that asterisk means not all of them are f but they're in F. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. That's very. That's a very fast. Fast fashion, fashion is it? I'm looking. Yep. I'm just going through here. They're all Fs. No, well, this is the bottom block. That's a I've, Tiger Lily D minus. Looks really? like looks Forever like Twenty One uh, D minus. Looks like my school results. Abercrombie and Fish D minus. Valley Girl D. Tempt D. Um, Oxford D. But if you go up to the top of the list, like I, because I buy some quality stuff from Country Road. They've got a, I think, an A rating or something. I was, so, it's just, yeah, Google uh, Baptist World Australia, Baptist World Aid Australia Ethical Fashion Guide and you'll be amazed what you see. And you can download the free report. It's a digital download and they'll tell you all these brands where they're sourcing the quality. Yeah, that's cool. Where they're manufacturing yeah. it. So, we've just got to get rid of fast fashion. Yeah. And it's disposable fashion. Exactly. So. And, but... On that same point, um, people can have the attitude of fast fashion to whatever they buy in terms of buying stuff, whether they've got a lot of money to buy the quality brands or not. It's about buying things that you're going to love and use and not always having to have that need of having something new. Mm. And when I did the mic drop moment, it's like, no, you can't buy happiness. Yeah, Yeah, and I think in general it comes back to that emotional state that we're in when we go shopping. Yeah. Like never go and... Uh, do your weekly shop when you're hungry. I know. <laughs> totally. 
or in a bad mood. I bought two blocks of cop ch- Cadbury <laughs> chocolate the other day and ate them two, <laughs> ate both of them within two days. So, uh, <laughs> family block, single serve. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I am the family. Exactly. <laughs> well, Beck, uh, mm. where can we find you? You can find me at theeverydayorganizer.com, also on Insta and Facebook. Now, tell us about some of the uh, resources that you've got online. Yeah, so I'm moving all of my business online. So I'm going to be offering ebooks and courses. Um, but you can get a free ebook at the moment from your website or there's something. There's a free decluttering course. So Perfect. if you don't know anything about decluttering, you don't have to do anything. You just have to read the content. It's super easy. It's really easy to read and digestible. Three days um, and I send you an email each day and you can just read through and it gives you an idea of sort of what we've spoken about today around where we've ended up right now and also where to start moving forward. Perfect. Cool. All right. Uh, bye-bye. Thanks, Beck. Thank you. Bye. bye. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organization that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash au. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. What got you into decluttering? Um, I like helping people. It's nice. Yeah, I like, and I liked working in nice homes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I just want to know. Yeah. So you've so like we're in Newcastle right now. Yeah. Can people like log in and pay for you still to come to their home and help declutter? Are you still doing face-to-face stuff? I only do that by referral. By referral. Yeah, yeah. sweet, sweet. So, so you don't have some crazy cat lady or guy ring you out of the blue and you're like walking into a rubbish dump. You're just not doing that? <laughs> no. Okay. I work with crazy busy humans, so people who are ready to make decisions. Uh, I've done deceased estates and I've done not full-blown hoarding. Um, they're usually on NDIS. But, yeah, the hoarding stuff, no. like for me – got to be mental illness it is because yeah. no one in their right mind is going to do that and it's more about the stuff coming in rather than it leaving yeah um, they just the cycle this front loading at the um stuff coming in right um so it is uh, it's, it's basically it's in the dsm yeah. so what's um, dsm mean um diagnostic tool like for it's like the mental health bible ah of like, yeah because it would probably be um like obsessive compulsive mm. in a weird way because you can't let it go because i don't know yeah it's like if you let it go you're letting go of part of yourself yeah um, oh, wow so you have this really strong emotional attachment um maybe i've got that with my body fat <laughs> <laughs> don't, I'm, I'm don't a, leave me i'm a hoarder <laughs> hoarder of body fat accumulator of calories yeah, it makes sense right <laughs> yeah Logic. you get rid of your exit strategy totally <laughs> So, what's the craziest, like, place you've been to, like, declutter? Um, or oh, any surprises, any dead bodies, any cocaine? Is this on the record or off the record? Um, well, it's the after party, so it's off the record, but kind of <laughs> on the record. This will be released at the end of the show. Oh, uh, okay. Um, this is just when we just talk smack. And there's, ah, like, smack. There's probably only about, I don't know, 10 people who listen to this part of the show because the show's ended. <laughs> 
I don't think I've heard this part. Ah, I'll let you roll to the end, though. No, you're not one of the yeah, ten, then. They're not on every episode. Right. Yes. Um, craziest thing I've ever seen. It was in a client's home and they had a very extreme hobby and I can kind of understand why they had it, but I just walked into the room and I could not believe the amount of stuff that they had in regards to one single hobby. And it was like collecting war memorabilia and it was very intense. Um, Like it was floor to ceiling, chockers full of stuff, very neatly laid out. Uh, enjoyed it or appreciated the items, but it was quite overwhelming when I first walked in. Felt like, oh, like you just yeah. shudder inside and you're like, I hope the doors aren't locked. When my grandfather died, he's um, yeah. he was gunsmith, right? And uh, it was actually in Australia, or yeah, yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Um, up in Gloucester, and is that like making the guns or repairing guns, uh, ammunition? All that stuff. Right. So, if you're a clay target shooter, you might need a gunsmith to fix your shotgun or right. whatever. Anyway, when he died, he had over 200 guns, like yeah. all registered, all like, and my dad and uncle, like, they're still selling them now. Wow. Like, because my dad and uncle have licensed firearm holders and all that. But yeah, total nightmare. Wow. And it, and it wasn't because he was a hoarder, it was uh. just. He it's wasn't doing the Swedish death <laughs> thing. Wow. <laughs> death cleaning. It was accumulated. Which is a great process. If you want to get on board with it, Google it. Um, yeah. My house is pretty clean. It. Maybe I'm about to die. <laughs> 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 nice knowing you all. This yeah. is my last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got a cleaner though. Yeah, I do have a cleaner. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's funny, Beck. you're like this. Mm. I don't mind cleaning my house, right? I love cleaning. Don't mind doing it. Like yeah. you... Get the thing out and mop it and the vacuum and all that. But I have Sandy come in once a fortnight to clean the house because it helps me stay clutter free because I have to pick up all the crap, have to. So, it actually, that's the main reason I do it. Yeah. If you're trying to clean and declutter, like cleaning is the first step, I think, in terms of getting on top of your home because it's just... It gets like once it's clean, then you can focus on the next step. Yeah. Um, but if you if you don't have time to clean, then you just never get past that. Yeah, but you can. This is the thing as well. You can be clean and have full of clutter. There's a yeah. difference between yes. you live in yeah. filth yeah. and there's crap everywhere. Yes. That's funny about Sandy because I had Sandy come visit last week. We were digging a pool and all that was coming in was sand <laughs> from the kids' <laughs> feet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are too funny, John. Yeah. <laughs> Very sandy. Oh, oh, oh. At least you got kids that can laugh at it. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> this anyway, is kind of yeah, like... maybe 11 people listen to this stuff. It's funny because when we started the podcast in season one, like this type of crap chat was, was like in the first... Was. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a it topic. Was, it was in the first like 10 minutes and there's one... Okay, if you're new and you are still listening here, sorry, but whatever, you don't have to. We're not paying you to listen. Um <laughs> <laughs> Go and have a listen. And I remember the episode number, 110, 110. I kid you not, there's 15 minutes of just Topic. us talking crap. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this yeah. is what I just like chatting and being an idiot. Yeah. But no one else does. They <laughs> just wanted to get us to the I point. Do. You're too serious. I want to have a yarn. Serious? Yeah. I'm totally. a freaking, no way. <laughs> Structured. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, it's been real. Thanks, Laura, for... Uh. Um, Joining us today. I'm joining on the banter bit. I, I was actually looking at the ethical fashion guide. Oh, yeah. Did you find anything? Yeah, it's What's quite interesting. Well, I'm trying to sort it so that I can just see who I should buy and not buy from. Mm. Well, you can actually um, put your brand of choice in oh. and it will tell you. How good they are. Um, Guys, Mighty Good Undies is an A+. Plus. Really? Just really? FYI. Might be my clients. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> All right. About I'm, I'm going to put a brand in. Uh, <laughs> this is going to kill me. R.M. Williams. Okay, I have. Oh no, they some, don't do all the. I have heard some bad things about R. M. Don't I didn't stop want to talking. Say it. I didn't yeah. Want to say stop. It. Oh my goodness. Oh no, they're a B minus. They're fine. Oh sweet, sweet, sweet. You're all good. They're in the green. Great. Green's good. Green's good. Green is good. Oh, this is weird. I I can't find. Yeah. Ben Sherman D plus. Medium. What else? What other clothes do I wear? Country road. Oh yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, oh, G-Star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
G-Star aren't rated. Why not? But, well, they, they obviously can't rate every... Well, sometimes... Oh, Laura, you'll be happy. Suzanne Gray's B. <laughs> <laughs> what about Miller's? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> what about Noni B? Noni oh, B, oh, yeah. Miller's is a D. <laughs> Miller's is a D. Noni B's That's a like D as well. For- oh, wow. All my aunties, they're <laughs> freaking going to hell. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> they're all Miller's and freaking... Suzanne. Suzanne. Oh, where's Suzanne? Sue. Suzanne Gray. B, which is good. We laugh, but we'll be in that demographic one. Yeah. Oh Suzanne is a B as well. <laughs> oh, Maybe actually, there'll be new stores by then. <laughs> Witchery is an A minus. You can keep I buying like your corporate gear. They're good. And what they about? do like the white ribbon campaign. Mm. Yeah. What other shirts do I buy? Uh, I'm just going to do. I was trying to look for a Adidas is an label. A. That's good. There's a lot of pressure, like from You're mainly from by Adidas, aren't you? Ben? Basically, <laughs> <laughs> should be. <laughs> Sorry, Beck, continue. Sorry. There's a lot of pressure coming in on companies, driven like coming from people's wallets, essentially. Mm. Like you know, tools like this, we can see who's doing good and who isn't. So totally, it is changing quite fast, which is great. Um, but it's important to keep the pressure on them. Yeah, it is. What's some of your them. clothes that you wear, John? Uh, same P- as you. Piping hot? Yeah. <laughs> Bolo. Uh, Lightning bolt. <laughs> Rip curl. Rip Lightning. curl's still good. Billabong's a C minus. No, Rip curl's a, B plus. I'm a country road, uh, G star. Uh, see, we wear, we've got the same country brand road, jeans. Country road, G star. aesthetic. Uh, Bamboozle. Oh, I, I bought Cos socks bond, the other day. Bonds. Cos. Cos is a B plus. Okay, that's good. Um. JJ's Glenn, um, C plus. <laughs> oh, 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 the sixteen-year-old me. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph Lauren. Uh, Ralph. Oh, you're C minus. C minus. Classic John. Ralph yeah. Lauren. R M Williams. We've already discussed that. B, you weren't oh, listening. B, listen. B minus. <laughs> you can't wear your Ralph Lauren uh, popped collar polo anymore, John. <laughs> All right, I'm going. See you okay, later. Peace out. Thanks, Bye. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.